Welcome. I'm Amy Watson, a certified life after baby loss coach and mom to two babies in heaven. Join me as I show you how you can truly find yourself again. Together, let's knock up those rough, painful edges and learn to carry your grief so you can step forward into all this life has in store for you. This is the Smooth Stones Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I am so glad you're here with me. I have something really special for you. I was thinking, what could I do this holiday season to help people out? I know there is a lot going on. There's a lot of emotions and it's just a busy time of year. And so I have actually come up with the best free class. I'm so excited about this one. It is called The Grieving Mom's Guide to Doing Less This Christmas. Whatever you celebrate this holiday season, this is going to be the class for you. So we are going to do less holding back tears. We're going to have less dread, less overwhelm, and a calendar that you can actually handle. We're going to have less eating your feelings and less saying yes when you actually want to say no. Instead, you're going to get more creating the holidays you want more honoring what your grief needs this year, more genuine connections instead of people-pleasing, and more finding the light no matter how dark things seem. This class is going to be amazing. I promise if you give me this hour, I am going to give you your month back. Now, this is happening next week. It is going to be on December 8th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time or at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. And I made two times because I know, like I said, it's busy. So either one of those should work. If they do not work, you still want to sign up because I will be sending everyone the replay so that you can watch this class and really make a plan for what you're going to do this holiday season. And I really do encourage you to come live though, because I will be asking for input and maybe doing some coaching. I really just want to help. This is my gift to you this season. So come to the Grieving Mom's Guide to Doing Less This Christmas. It's going to be so, so good. And do not forget to invite all your lost mom friends. I think all of us need this. So I'm really, really excited for what you're going to get out of this class. Now, before we start on today's topic of finding intentional thoughts that stick, we need to back up a little. And I want to say, hi, I'm Amy and I am a life coach. I use a tool called The Model, which was created by Brooke Castillo. And since I certified with the Life Coach School, I get to use this tool with all my clients and it is awesome. It truly changes lives and it changed mine. So here is the basic model. We have five lines in our model and we call them C-T-F-A-R, which is circumstances, thoughts, feeling, actions, and results. Now, our thought line is super important. Most of us run around our life mostly just taking the thoughts our brains offer us. We're not really paying attention. We reuse thoughts we've been taught directly or indirectly, beliefs we've picked up along the way, 
and we don't really question these thoughts. They are simply sentences in our brain. That's another way to look at it. What are the sentences in your brain? And we have like thousands of them per day. So we can't pay attention to everything. And a lot of our brain, like the things that happen, our brain wants to go on autopilot, right? Because otherwise it's really overwhelming. And so a lot of times we get really stuck in autopilot and we just believe everything that we think. But most of us find out that that isn't working very well. We can't figure out why we feel so terrible and why we get stuck in the same patterns over and over and over. So what we normally do, which is what we've a lot of us have really been taught, is we try to change our circumstances. We try to change the things outside of us. So we tell our family how they need to act or we hate our job, so we change to a new one. Or, you know, we have another baby because we've had a loss and we think that'll fix it, but we still feel crummy inside. Now, if this is you, know that you are not alone. No one ever told us that it's not our circumstances, our actions, right? The things we do, or even our results that create our feelings. It is our thoughts. In fact, Like I said, we have been taught the opposite. We've been taught that the things we do, the things outside of us, that creates our feelings, the things we have, but it's not, it's our thoughts. And that's why rich and famous people who seem to have these incredible lives still have major struggles. It's because they don't know this, right? Or it's because money doesn't make you happy. Fame doesn't make you happy. You're still a human being, no matter what your circumstances are. And the opposite is true, right? People who live what we would say are really difficult lives sometimes are really, really happy because of their thoughts and the way they look at their life. Now, once you can see what your thoughts are creating and that they are the root of your problems, it's natural to want to fix them. We immediately want to swap our thoughts and make everything better. Uh, And it's easy to see this in other people and how they deal with our grief. Other people want to offer thoughts they think will cheer us up, like you can try again, or your baby is safe with the angels, at least you weren't farther along, all these things that we usually do not like hearing. They don't like other people feeling sad, so They want to put a bandaid on it with happier thoughts. So if you notice this, this is a great exercise to do is just notice other people, right? How they try to cover up uncomfortable things with other new thoughts. Uh, But we do this to ourselves as well, especially if you know the model, if you've been listening to me for a while, it's pretty common when you first start using thought work to have this period of time where you actually feel worse Because you start seeing the sentences that are making you feel bad, but you don't know how to get rid of them, right? And you want to get rid of them and you feel like, well, I know the model. I know my thoughts cause my feelings. So why do I still feel terrible? That is okay. This is part of the process. Just be patient and know that you can let go of all that judgment. Like you're doing just fine. You're right where you're supposed to be. 
Don't worry about it. Now, our unconscious thoughts we put into what I call unintentional models. These are the ones we usually see after the fact, and these models just show us what is happening. This is super powerful to do. You can find your unconscious thoughts by paying attention and then doing some thought downloads, which is when you notice something or you notice like a negative emotion or even a positive emotion, something has happened. You just write down everything, right? Everything, all the sentences that are floating around in your brain. You let it out onto paper. Um, You don't hold back. You don't judge. You don't edit. You just get it out on paper. And as you become more aware and you do this more, you can kind of start seeing this in real time. You can see what your brain is doing. You can see the sentences in your mind. And then you can work on thinking something different on purpose. Now, if we want change, we can create an intentional model where we choose how we want to think, feel, show up, and the results that we want. The model is powerful. I believe you can create any result you want for yourself by using it. But I want to explain why we can't just put a happy thought on top of our lives and have it stick and why you might not even want to. Now, when you're here in my house, smooth stones, we don't do what some people call toxic positivity, which means we try to put some shiny glitter on something we don't really like with a thought that sounds better, right? I'm going to share the top three mistakes I see people making when they create intentional models and how to fix them so you can find thoughts that really stick. Now, when we make an intentional model, what we do is we can start anywhere we want. We can start with a result we want. We can start with a feeling that we want. We just take that C-T-F-A-R, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result, and we can start anywhere and just build out this model and say what we want to do, what we want to create, what we want to feel with the same circumstance as our unintentional model. So we notice something is happening we don't like, we notice our unconscious thoughts, we're aware of it, we have looked at it all, now we want to change it, we're going to create this intentional model on purpose. So uh, some of the mistakes that happen. The first one that's really important is we don't have a clean circumstance. And I see this all the time. Circumstances really need to be factual and it helps a lot if they are specific. So sometimes we have, they're just too vague, they're too broad, or they're not factual. They're full of uh, subjective words or, yeah, our circumstance is really a thought, right? It's not facts, And it needs to be facts like you could prove it in a courtroom or nobody could dispute what you're saying. Uh, Nobody, even if you could say, well, all my friends would agree or every, everyone would totally agree with me. We don't want people to agree with you. We want it to be indisputable. So we want to take out all the subjective things. We want to make it a really clean fact. So I have an example of a model And the circumstance is my husband never picks up his socks. 
The thought is he doesn't care what her house looks like. The feeling is frustrated. The action is snap at your husband, pick up the socks in a huff, give him the cold shoulder, and then complain to your friends uh, about how he never picks up. And the result in this model is she's not the wife she wants to be, or I'm not the wife I want to be, right? If this happens. So what a lot of people try to do is keep that circumstance and put a new thought on it. So it goes like, circumstance is my husband never picks up his socks. The thought is, it's not a big deal, right? So we're picking a thought that we think will make us feel better. The feeling is neutral. Action is, I pick up the socks and the result is, I don't make it a big deal, right? So this result goes back to our thought, it's not a big deal. The result is, I don't make it a big deal, Uh, this sounds okay. This sounds nice. This sounds like a nice model. We're not frustrated anymore. It's not a big deal. But in this case, they're putting a positive thought on a negative circumstance. They still believe that the circumstance is a negative thing. And really, the circumstance isn't even true. Uh, We normally don't want to have always or never in a circumstance line because it's very rarely a fact. When you think your circumstance is negative, no thought will ever be able to change that. And also, this is really broad, so it's going to be hard to get leverage. We're not going to be able to like find something that sticks, which is what we want. That's the goal today. How do we find thoughts that are going to stick in our intentional models? So instead, I want you to take this circumstance and study it like a scientist. Maybe you say... On Tuesday at 10 p.m., there are two black men's socks on the floor by the couch. That is a fact. Or you could say your circumstance is, I observed Bob removing his socks and placing them on the ground Tuesday at 9.45 p.m. See how those are much more specific and they are simply facts. Then you get to think about them however you want. Your thought might be, my husband never picks up his socks. And the result of that thought will be that you prove yourself right because you've now given your brain the job of noticing socks not in the hamper and nothing else, right? You'll never notice when he does put them in the hamper. You'll only notice when he doesn't. So this is the first step. Be specific in your circumstance and be factual. That step alone is incredibly powerful and it's going to help you as you take your circumstance into a new model, right? So in that unintentional model, if you have a kind of a messy circumstance, and then as you go to that model, you're going to take that same circumstance. It's going to make a messy intentional model. If you want a nice, clean, clear, intentional model, you got to get your circumstance cleaned up. Uh, This is something I help my clients with all the time. Not a big deal. You just have to learn how to do it and you have to practice. Um, Lots of people make this mistake, especially at the beginning. So it's not a big deal. Don't feel like you're going to do it wrong. Uh, Just keep practicing and keep questioning. Is this really factual in my circumstance? Now, the next mistake I see is not picking a thought that you believe. You need to pick one that is a good fit. Now, 
your thoughts might seem like a stretch. It might even seem impossible, but all you need to do is be able to believe that it is possible for you to get there. Um, like I might have a goal to make $10 million in my coaching business and that seems out of reach, but I also do think it could be possible. So I can find a thought that I resonate with and that I believe in, that I know somehow will get there and get me that result that I want. In the sock example, this person's intentional thought is, it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal to them. It That thought's not going to feel true because they have tons and tons of thoughts about their husband and his socks um, that they've probably been saving up for years all the things the socks mean and all the times they've tried to tell him to pick them up. And it's just a big old mess inside their brain. So then you add in not having a neutral circumstance. You're just going to be even more frustrated, plus judging yourself for not being able to stop being frustrated. It's like double frustration, right? So when we are putting a thought we don't believe on top of a circumstance that's kind of a mess. It's just not going to work. So make sure your thought is believable. Make sure it resonates with you. See how it feels inside of your body, in your gut. What does it feel like? If you don't like it, move on. Don't force it. There actually is no thought police. You just get to think whatever you want. In this step, be careful you don't tell yourself you can't think of anything. That's not true. Uh, you, you always can come up with a thought that resonates. Also be careful that you aren't trying to borrow thoughts from other people that don't serve you. Like if you have a miscarriage and everyone around you is saying you should just try again to help you move forward and you, you trust them and you love them. So you tell yourself you should try again but it doesn't feel right. It has to come from you when you are ready, right? And I, as a coach, offer my clients thoughts that I think might help them sometimes, but it's always up to them if they want to use them or not. And the last problem I see is not trying on lots and lots of thoughts. We get stuck in this all or nothing thinking where if I just find the perfect thought, then my life will magically change and it can, but don't be too precious with your intentional thoughts. I heard Corinne Crabtree say this. She is a phenomenal coach and businesswoman. I was listening to her the other day and I just love how she put it with her Southern drawl. Just pick a thought that sounds good and practice using it and see what happens. Give it a good chance, but if it doesn't do it for you, just try again. Don't think it needs to be just one thought either. If you have a goal and you want to hit it, you'll need different thoughts for different times. Like when I'm on fire and I'm moving towards a goal, I'm going to want different thoughts than when I feel like quitting. All of those thoughts are going to help me and work together to get the result that I'm looking for. The point here isn't to stop feeling bad. It's just to be your most favorite version of you. And if you don't feel like your favorite 
version of you when you're mad about socks on the ground, then absolutely change it because you want to for you because you don't want to spend so much mental energy there anymore. So I guess that's a bonus tip. Be aware of your reasons for changing. If you like your reasons, you're going to be able to find intentional thoughts that stick. Now, when you are trying on new thoughts, how do you know which is the right one? Well, you can't know, and there's no right one, but you can do a gut check. Pick a thought, think about it, and see how you feel. What happens in your body? Do you feel lighter or heavier, warmer or cooler? What energy does that thought create for you? Get out of your head and get into a thought that feels good. Now, sometimes the one that feels good is the most uncomfortable. Like when you make a big goal and you want to throw up. Or you know you need to talk to someone about a boundary they have broken. It might be scary, but it still feels right. It feels aligned with you and your values. So what I'm saying there is it might create an uncomfortable feeling, but if it feels like the right uncomfortable feeling that's going to move you forward, then that is a thought to hang on to. That's one that's going to stick. My last tip is to be sure your thought works with you where you are. We're never trying to be someone else or some version of ourselves that we don't like. You don't have to put happy thoughts on your grief. It's okay to choose on purpose to let yourself be sad. In fact, I encourage that. When we choose to just allow some grief, you're immediately going to start feeling peace and freedom, even with a broken heart. What's important is that you choose thoughts that feel clean and move you forward. You never want to choose intentional thoughts that insinuate that you are a problem, that you're broken, or there is something wrong with you. We got to tell that inner critic that we love them, we thank them, and we are not going to listen to them. No way. You are incredible. Love yourself first. Come from total compassion and confidence. You can't mess this up. I want you to take off all the pressure and just do what feels kind and feels fun. Your intentional thoughts will stick much better that way. If you want to really dive in and find out what your thoughts are creating for you, you got to come talk to me. I can teach you a lot here on the podcast, but you'll get much farther, much faster when you work with me. I have some one-on-one spots opening up just in time for the new year. So click on the link in the show notes or go to smoothstonescoaching.com to sign up for a free connection call to get you started. And don't forget about that grieving mom's guide to doing less this Christmas. My free class is going on on December 8th. You got to come go get your spot right now. Do not wait. It takes just two seconds. All you got to do is put your email in and I'm going to send you a link to come. And like I said, if you if you can't make either of those times work, sign up anyways, you will get the replay. And I might even have a special bonus offer for everyone who comes. I'll see you next time. Are you tired of feeling like your baby's death was somehow your fault? 
Go to smoothstonescoaching.com and get my free mini course, How to Stop Blaming Yourself After Loss.